Welcome to another edition of Logical, the regular weekly podcast from the Dubai-based law firm HPL, Yamalava and Pleska. Logical is the Gulf region's first and still the only legal podcast. I'm Tim Elliott. I'm here once again, floor 18 at Reef Tower to talk to the firm's managing partner, Ludmilla Yamalava. And hello again. Hello again to you as well. Great chatting with you as always. Now, who will this edition of Logical be interesting to, be relevant to? Here's who. Anyone looking for work in the UAE, anyone considering a job here in the United Arab Emirates, and also to anyone actually employed here in the United Arab Emirates, and I guess other interested parties as well. Um, we're going to be talking about limited and unlimited employment contracts today, Ludmilla. First of all, what's the difference between the two? Well, in fact, very simple. A limited contract is a contract that has a beginning and an end, an unlimited contract that basically only has the beginning. Now, how does that look in real life? So for a limited contract to be limited, it can be basically one of two. It can just say this is a limited contract for a period of two years, three years. Uh, or it can say the contract starts on day one and it ends on day 365. So it actually states the beginning and the end of the contract period. So that's what makes the contract limited. An unlimited contract, similarly, it can just either say an unlimited contract or it can just say it starts, um, this is the starting date and that's it. Interestingly enough, if you have a discrepancy, and we have seen that, where it would say, for example, the title of the contract will say it's an unlimited contract and it starts on January 1, 2018 and ends on January 31, 2020. Well, in that case, it's a limited contract. So just because it says uh, at the head of it uh, that it's unlimited, but if it actually has a limited date in it, that particular clause will prevail over the unlimited term. Okay, that's where the plot thickens. Now, would it be fair to say that an unlimited contract is maybe more user-friendly, more flexible? Which of the two is better and why might one be better than the other? Well, that's not an easy question to answer in simple terms, only because it really depends. It depends on whether you're an employee, whether you're an employer, and it depends on what you may want to do in the future, whether you want the flexibility in your employment relationship, for example, or you want security. Uh, whether you may want to resign or um, there is a termination, it truly depends. And, uh, and that's because the, um, uh, the separation terms uh, differ uh, on the basis of whether it's a limited contract versus unlimited. Uh, so it truly depends. Uh, but I'd say in, um, if, if you did press me on sort of what's, what's, a, more, uh, what's a more flexible term uh, of, of contract that would be unlimited. It is more flexible and that works both ways, but perhaps it offers less, uh, less security uh, to both parties. So it's more flexible, but less security. Okay, well, let's consider the distinctions between the two in more detail. And let's be fairly methodical about this. Let's assume that I'm employed under a limited contract and I am terminated under the terms of that limited contract. What does that mean for the notice period, for gratuity, end of service benefits that I'm due under UAE law? And I, and I suppose any other benefits. 
So in unlimited contract as an employee, yes. uh, so the idea the the idea here is that you have committed yourself to working for let's say me for three years, and uh, relying on that basis, you re- relocated your family here and set up base, rented place, and uh, bought yourself a car and so on and so forth. Again, relying on that three year contract. Mm. Now a year into it, I terminate you. Uh, so the benefit because it's a limited contract uh, the uh, uh, the compensation your, your termination compensation will be as follows uh, one you will be rec- you will be entitled to a notice period and the notice period anything from a minimum of one month and depending uh, or up to whatever else the contract may provide for in the or in excess of one month right. uh, so it'll be the notice period it will be the end of service and the or a gratuity as we often call it. And that's basically 21 days of basic salary for, for every year of service. And then there is a concept of what's called arbitrary dismissal compensation. And so in limited contracts, if that limited contract is terminated before its uh, expiration, uh, then uh, the employee is entitled to three months of full salary as a compensation for arbitrary dismissal. And uh, you know, the word ar- arbitrary obviously needs to be a little qualified. Uh, arbitrary dismissal has to be attributable to, um, uh, uh, it basically has to be something that, in order for it not to be arbitrary, it has to be something that the employee would have caused uh, that would perhaps um, cause significant damage to the company. But even then, that's a very high bar. Uh, that, that that needs to be proven, and in most cases, just for the purposes of, of this particular discussion, uh, we have yet to see arbitrary dis- dismissals actually um, uh, being, uh, or or for dismissals not to be arbitrary. So in the majority of the cases, they are arbitrary dismissals because the threshold of terminating somebody for a good cause almost never are met. And in the context of a limited contract, um, the, uh, the the proof that someone was terminated for good cause is is almost impossible to to meet in in relevant terms. So therefore, any kind of termination, even if I say, listen, I'm not happy with your employment because uh, because you have your your drafting skills are not very strong or not as strong, that will not give me the right to terminate you without uh, paying your arbitrary dismissal compensation. So in, in relevant terms and in simple terms, uh, in in limited contracts, uh, an employee who is terminated before the expiration of that limited contract uh, would be entitled to three months arbitrary dismissal of full salary. And full salary is important because... Uh, in many cases in, in the UAE, the salary is split into basic and 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 uh, um, allowances, and uh, often the basic is about fifty to sixty percent of the total salary. Uh, but for the purpose of arbitrary, arbitrary dismissal, you combine all that, so it will be the full salary and times three for just the compensation uh, for being terminated early. Uh, unless there's an unless, unless you're being terminated um, at the end of your limited contract, uh, because the law states, let's say it's it's either the end of your, uh, it's it's the the period of your limited contract or three months of full salary, whichever is shorter. So, for example, if you're now two months away from expiration of your three-year contract, then in that case, I would have to pay you only two months and not three months because that's that's the uh, shorter period. But in most cases, when there is a limited contract that's terminated, it's terminated way before the, it's close uh, termination or expiration. So that's termination under a limited contract. Let's say I resign. 
whilst I'm employed under a limited contract. And let's take the same examples once again. In other words, how does my uh, resignation impact the notice period? Also, end of service benefits due, any other benefits due? And are there any penalties for my resignation? Could there be any fines? example. Uh, yeah, so so let's use an example, the similar example. So there is a three-year contract and uh, uh, the same logic of security or of a limited contract applies to both parties. So you as an employee that uh, committed to the th- these three years relying on my representation and this is why if you if that promise is broken, there's this expectation that you should be compensated for it. But equally so for me as an employer, I've hired you for three years and I expected for you to stay with me for three years and I perhaps have invested in you. So and now you resign and you resign prematurely. Let's say you resign two years into it. Uh, so obviously there is no arbitrary dismissal because I, I'm not the one who dismissed you. Uh, but what's more important is that you uh, waive by resigning uh, from a limited contract before its expiration, you waive your end of service. Uh, and I use the example of example of two years because after two years, your end of service or gratuity uh, will have been uh, higher, and that's 21 days of each year of service. So basically, depending on how your your salary is structured, in general terms, you could be entitled to um, two months of salary. Uh, at the end of your two-year term with me. Mm. However, because you're you're resigning um, before your limited contract expires, you w- walk away or you waive that entire end of service. Uh, so that's two. And then three, you also, the, the law requires that you um, compensate the company for your early termination up to 45 days of uh, your your salary. Uh, and that's an interesting one. So that's sort of the penalty that is often referred to in limited contracts that the employee has to pay to the company for breaching the contract early. However, the way it's important to highlight that the way this particular clause is drafted, it's not an automatic entitlement or it's not an automatic penalty. The way the law is drafted, it's um, it, you, the employee has to compensate the company of up to 45 days uh, of their salary for a, for as compensation. Now, compensation is a subjective term. So, in in legal terms, it's really the the company cannot make the decision unilaterally that well, I need to be compensated. In legal terms, that's really a decision for the court to decide uh, whether the company has suffered, and the company has to show that it has suffered damages, and therefore it needs now to be compensated. And that somehow employees' uh, month and a half salary uh, will be the uh, adequate uh, compensation for this particular damage. Uh, so that's in 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 legal terms. That's how it's supposed to be done. Uh, uh, yet in most cases, lawyer, uh, in, in most cases, companies use this particular term, a p- particular clause in the um, provision in the law, as an automatic right to deduct. A month and a half salary from employees but in legal terms as an employee you can always challenge that and you will prevail on that front in practical terms it's important to know that companies do automatically deduct it and therefore if you wanted to challenge it uh, in many cases your only recourse is going to court that's limited contracts let's consider unlimited contracts what happens if i am terminated under an unlimited contract what does that mean when it comes to uh, notice period end of service gratuity any other benefits? Well, unlimited contract is uh, much more flexible. So 
One, if you're terminated, let's say two years into your into your contract, uh, and um, you'll be entitled to your notice period, same whatever it is, a minimum of one month, uh, one month, and the maximum of whatever the agreement uh, may provide. And you'd be entitled to your end of service, and that's the same concept, 21 days uh, for every year of service. Uh, and then you may be entitled to what's called arbitrary dismissal. However, the law on arbitrary dismissal is drafted as follows. Uh, so for unlimited contracts, uh, when a, an employee is being terminated without good cause, uh, then they, um, they may be entitled to up to three months a full salary for arbitrary dismissal. So in limited contracts, it is a fixed three months uh, arbitrary dismissal compensation, whereas in unlimited contracts, it's up to three months. And so, so there's two there's two components here. One, it's not the guarantee to fix three months, and then two, the uh, the good cause in limited contract in unlimited contracts is a is a much more uh, I guess fluid concept than it is in. Um, in limited contracts, because in limited contract, whenever it's anything apart from a very egregious conduct would be arbitrary dismissal or would lead to arbitrary dismissal because you're ultimately breaching the contract, uh, terminating it early. Whereas on a limited contract, you don't have that. So you'd have to, it's a more of a subjective exercise. You have to show that, uh, that the company, uh, in fact, terminated you arbitrarily. So the good cause in, in limit, an unlimited contract, the good cause is in unlimited contracts is more of a sub- subjective exercise and um, the company has to show still has to show that the employee was terminated for good cause and by the way this cause has to be attributable to the employee not to the company because often what companies do is that they use a good cause concept as well listen we are closing down or we're scaling down or we didn't have a good year uh, or that particular position is now being phased out well it's not good cause because the cause has to be attributable to the employee Uh, so in most cases uh, then the company so the the burden of proving that the employee was uh, was um, was terminated for uh, for good cause is, um, um, you know, is, 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 I guess, less in, uh, in lim- unlimited contracts than it is in limited contracts. Uh, but still, a company needs to be prepared to prove it, to, to show that termination was not arbitrary. That's one. And two, but even in that case, uh, the compensation for it is up to three months. So it's not your guaranteed three months. And depending, and that particular provision is being interpreted by courts in, um, in as, as follows. If uh, the longer your relationship, the higher the chances that you will get the full three months. Because in court's view, if you work for a company for five years, well, you are entitled to the full three months because you've given them enough, uh, enough of your investment. And uh, but the shorter the period, the the shorter the um, I guess the, the higher chances that the court will not grant the full three months. Uh, and in some cases, as the higher the employee is being compensated, and perhaps the le- the less they work for the company, uh, perhaps the, co- the higher the chances the court will not award any arbitrary dismissal compensation. So there is no there is no requirement for uh, awarding arbitrary dismissal compensation at all. It just says up to three months. So it's up to the court to decide what uh, what the compensation should be. Uh, but in many cases of the employee, the longer the uh, relationship, the higher the chances that there will be the full three months, but also you need to brace yourself and be prepared that you may not get anything as an employee if, uh, if the relationship is, is fairly new. You know what's coming. What happens if I resign on an unlimited contract? Once again, what does that mean for 
the notice period, end of service benefits due, any other uh, benefits, plus if I resign, could there be any kind of financial penalty? So in unlimited contract, because it is a more flexible arrangement, so there is no penalty for the employee to resign, resign because you're not resigning early because there was no, there was no specific term for which you committed. Uh, so there's no penalty for the employee, uh, and um, the notice remains the same. Obviously, there will not be an arbitrary dismissal because you're not being dismissed, and you do not walk away from your end of service. And so the end of service in particular, let's say if you worked for five years and you now, or for four and a half years and you're now walking away, then you will get your full end of service um, because it's, it's not linked to the term of your contract. Uh, so it's, it's much simpler to resign uh, than in, in a limited contract. Now, what's important to highlight now that we've covered both unlimited and limited mm. is that after five years of continuous service, uh, whether it's a limited contract or unlimited, uh, the, uh, the termination or, or resignation is treated the same way. So, for example, if I have a limited contract and I'm now on my second term of that contract, my first one was three years, the other one is three years, and I'm now five and a half years into it, and I resign, I still, at that point, it's considered to be as I will be entitled to my end of service and as, as if I worked um, for an unlimited contract, under unlimited contract. So in that case, it doesn't, you don't lose your end of service. You may still be um, entitled if you terminated uh, in a second uh, term of your limited contract, uh, you'll still be entitled to end uh, to arbitrary dismissal the three uh, the full three months and and or if let's say if you resign then uh, then you will still get your full end of service. Ludmila Yamalova is the managing partner of the Dubai-based law firm Yamalova and Pleska. As ever, Ludmila, your knowledge is much appreciated. Thank you. Thank you. Always a pleasure to be talking to you, Tim. And that's another edition of Logical. For an answer to a legal question, get in touch via lylawyers.com. Find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram. We'll try to answer any questions you might have in a future edition of Logical. For a legal consultation, lylawyers.com is the best place to start. Just hit contact.